on, on page Reis Yud, at the end of the Sefer of Schwartz, is telling us how to begin. How to begin only for a person who's already holding in this place, at least in understanding and learning, each person is trying his own, his own, her own, to incorporate some of this into our Vedas Hashem. We we're learning about being able to take, pull out from life little frames of simple things, things from every day, things that we take for granted, things that we see all the time, we experience all the time, to think about them. Because the Avaida has to begin Dafka with the Varm Shuta. Or else we intimidate ourselves, we overwhelm ourselves, we frighten ourselves. There are many, many big important things that each one of us has been putting off all of our lives, not to think about, or postponing for some other time to think about. But to become people who are in the Avaida of his Bainanus and his Bainadus and Hashkate and Pneumius and Das Atzmacha and Nishama, not Guf, more and more Nishama. We have to make little baby steps, and baby steps into the Nishama. And better than not thinking at all, because people are so afraid to think of big things. I can't tell you over the years how many people have said things like this to me. It's even really what, it was part of what Rav Kluger was talking about, and I know that there was some clarification afterwards that I made with some individuals who called me, somebody spoke to my wife, spoke to me. There are some people who feel that I, I can't get into this relationship with Hashem because I, I don't have my relationships in life. Husband, wife, things are not worked out, or someone that's not married, spoke to me about this and so there are these big big things that are looming over people and I know that there are people here that feel all of us feel from time to time that if I'm going to start going into this deep place of mind the Shama if I try to get into that place there's a lot of pain in that place I see like stop signs and red lights and all kinds of warnings and, you know, like uh, skeleton bones, like on the, you know, poison bottles, like do not enter. There's scary places inside, places of pain, places of, of sadness. And, and the whole safe is saying, das atzimucha, das atzimucha. And then there's something inside that you don't want to know yourself. I mean, Laura, das is atzimucha. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people this past two years that we've been doing this have said to me stuff like, Rabbi, I really wish you would just be giving like a regular shia, you know, every week on the parish or something. And I, and I, and I know that that's, that's exciting. That's a lot of fun to learn new things every week in the parish. But if I grab someone by, by his payas and I say, but, but we're talking about learning about ourselves. Don't you want to know that? Like, the look is like, you know, been there, done that. I don't want to, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather hear something really, I'd rather hear really, something really, really interesting, you know, on the Galamukas or Swasamas, but I, I, I don't want to know about that place. I mean, nobody says it like that, but there's this feeling inside. 
אני לא רוצה לדעת שזה עצמי. אני לא רוצה לדעת מי שלי, כי יש פרט שלי שהוא לונסם, שהוא לונלי. יש פרט שלי שהוא ברוקן. I made half a dollar five minutes ago because I was on the phone with somebody. It was right to broken. And I kept on saying, do you want help? It's not somebody over here, it's nice to sell. So do you want help? I don't want to talk to anybody. But you could be helped. I don't want to talk to anyone. So I said, that can't be true. So she said, it is true. I said, how can it be true? You're talking to me. So I'm only asking you. I can't help you from here. Like, you need, you need to, but I, could, I have friends over there. Maybe you could, you could, we could work on that. To get, you can get help. I don't want help. I don't need help. And all of a sudden, of course, she's crying out for help. She was waiting until she knew that it was, it was after Shabbos over here. And she's crying for help. So he said, but in order to be helped, you're going to have to take a little bit of a journey. And that journey is into yourself. <clears throat> I don't want to go there. I want it to be fixed without going there. So we do that all of our lives. We make these little, uh, we spackle and we paint a little bit and we cover up, you know, like when you try to, when you try to smear something on when it's underneath all ruined and you just paint over it. And then it you know, comes out afterwards, doesn't stay. That's why you have to start with baby steps. And the baby steps at the end of the whole safe is drum shooting. Drum shooting. Simple. Not to go into that deep scary place right away, but to become habituated in the Avaidah of stopping. That's exactly what we have today. We saw my Shabbat did that. What does it say in the parish? Asura na ve'era samara gadloza madula yivasna. My Shabbat said, Asura na. Let me stop and take a look. That's what my Shabbat said. Asura na ve'era. Let me, let me, Asura means, let me go over a little bit and look. So there's a machlaikis, there's a machlaikis, a gerchner is What does it mean, asura na? So gerchner says, Malam made it teaches that he took three steps, shalosh pseis. In other words, he was walking, and something's going on over there with a, a fire, whatever, and it says he took three steps to go see what's going on. Rishlokis disagrees, well, Rishlokis says, no, it wasn't three steps. Rishlokis didn't even take one step. There's only what? He just turned his head to look. It's fantastic. So that means three psiyas must have to do with the others and turning one's neck means that a Jew should stretch out his neck to be prepared to die al Kiddush Hashem. There are very deep things in that language. But whether you hold like a, like, like a Rabbi Yochner or all of the all of the years of Moshe Rabbeinu in the desert, from the time that he was born, the house was filled with light. The smiling Habayis Oira. Kitoiv. Namish Oira. Light. 
and with all of Moshe Beinu's greatness. And we can't be mastered one second of what he was thinking about, all the deep thoughts that he had when he was walking in the, in the desert all those years. And that's not how Geula began. Geula began with Asura Nova Era. Let me stop and take a look. Let me stop. That's what we're learning about, stopping. To stop and to take a look, to stop, even in the Hisbanimus, to stop. Maybe that's what Maishu Benu had to do. Because we know the Rambam and others tell us how the others, we know that our ancestors liked being shepherds. Because it was, it was a good way for a person to go out, you know, the, the animals are not going to hack you, you know, with uh, emails and texting, you know, whatever. So you, you go out to Acha Hamidba, you go into the desert with the, your mar, your right at signs and Machaya. And you go, you think it's nice, it's quiet over there. So the Rambam says that the others, we see that David uh, Melch, the others, that they, that they, they, this was the job to become a tzaddik, it's the best job. It's the best job to be a tzaddik. If you tell anybody you want to do that nowadays, they'll lock you up. But, at least in here. But, that's, that was the avoid of the, of the others, of David Amal Hamashra Bainu, to be misboided, his boidados and his boininus, to be able to stop and to think. Asura Neve Era, Asura Neve Era, you know how many things in life? That's what, that's what Schwartz is talking about, the simple things. There are millions of things in life that they just go past us and we never even stop to look at them, to think about. Asura Neve Era, Shalos Psiyas. So it's like he says, not even three steps, just turn your head and look and to see and to think about the things in life, to be a person that's a pnimi. That's what Schwartz is saying. That's how, that's how Gula began. Because HaKosh Baruch Hu says, says the message, Hashem is Baruch Hu says, Oh, Atenitz Ta'arta Lirais, such a lush, Atenitz Ta'arta Lirais. You went through the trouble of looking, so Hashem says, Oh, good, I'm going I'm to send you to take the nap. Because you took the trouble to stop, to look, to think. HaChazanish, on page Reish Shud, in the middle of the page, you might have a little bit different. Chazanish says, Chazanish said, he doesn't really know anything so simple in life. What did the Chazanish mean? When he said he doesn't know of simple things. Hatshuvahi shakold of a poshet taimein bechayvay aymek. What the Chazanish was saying is that the simplest things contain within them very deep things. There's nothing that's absolutely simple. The simplest things have in them so much depth. It's a matter of asura nava ere, taking a look. To look. 
The problem is that we have already we have already established a certain way of looking at simple things in life. We already established a, a, a way of looking at that. And it became part of how you look at something, and that's it. In other words, it's nothing. To, it's nothing to think about. And we've come to that conclusion. So. So we've already closed up, we've shut down our way of looking at so many things in life because we've already labeled those things as Pashat. Pashat meaning it's nothing, to, it's nothing you have to even think about. That's the beginning, really, of Avaidah. It's the end of the Sefer. It's to take the simplest things in life, those things that we've already categorized as simple, and to go over again, to look at again. You see that Shalom Aleph uses such a term in Kohelis. Shafti Viraisi. Shafti Viraisi. Someone else says Shafti Viraisi. Why doesn't he just say Viraisi? I saw. Whatever he says, Shafti Viraisi says, he saw this under the sun, that under the sun, whatever Shalmach was saying. But he says Shafti Viraisi. What does it mean? How do you touch? What does it mean, Shafti Viraisi? What does it mean, no? What? Not that I sat. I return, Nochamol. Shafti Verisi means Odpah. I went back, I revisited. Shafti Verisi. Not Yoshafti. Shafti. Shafti Verisi. I returned and thought about this. Where was he coming from? Miami? What does he mean I returned? Shafti Verisi means I, 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 I look at the world. This is Shalom Aleph, Shalom Aleph. I look at, I, look, I saw something. I went on with my life. And then Shafti Verisi, I came back to it. I came back to take another look at it. Shafti Verisi. It's a, it's a small little word, but it says a lot about Shalom HaMalach Shafti Verisi. Avoid the Sodom Lesvaga Lachshav Dvaram Shutam Oidpam Vaoidpam. Adam Lokeach Yediyim Isiyemes. A person takes a certain idea, something that he knows. You see, because he knows it, and, it, and it's something which he, to begin with, sees as being obvious, and, and it's familiar and comfortable to him. So it doesn't scare him. It doesn't have any of those scary things on stay away. So a person, should, a person takes Yediyim Isiyemes, Umishanein Oisa, and you chazer it over. You go over Shafti Verisi. You go over it. You come back to it. In a, in a very quiet time, quiet inside of oneself, quiet outside of oneself, to take something Shafti Verisi. Umishanin Oisa b'sheket pnimi b'sayf malchem. Ba'ofen tivi. It's natural that if you do that, you will see great depth and meaning 
contained in the pshitas. As the Chazani said, there's nothing partial. Aval lorak zuhi tachlis advan. The tachlis is what? A tachlis hu lahargilas hamakshova lachshoi makshova tmidis bedvan pshutim. The tachlis is to get into the habit of constantly thinking about simple things. Dalai moves on, but to think about simple things. Dvan pshutim hem yidiyas ma'ayt pshutis. Things that are simple, obvious, simple yidiyas. V'chol adam yesh es yisaydais ha'chayim shal gabayim hu bayna es chayim. Each person has certain yesaydas, certain basic fundamental things upon which he builds his life. Kol echad v'yisaydaisa v'dachir chashivasa. Each person with his own yesaydas and his own way of thinking. And he builds his whole life upon, upon these yesaydas. Hulokech es ha'yesayd ha'masuyim hazeh. He takes this particular yesayd. The old Yisaitis. The old Yisaitis that we, that we started life with, or our mature lives, we're not talking about going back when we were kids. But our mature lives, things that we thought about, things that, that are the Yisaitis that upon which we built our lives. Not just to say, of course, of course. No. To go back and to, and to review. Shafti very easy. We take a look at this. When it comes when it comes to the Indian of Shalom Bayez, and this is really what what Rav Kluge was talking about, when it comes to Indian of Shalom Bayez, because because of the pastors. Of, of a relationship over time, unless a person unless a person thinks, then he's not going to feel that that tiviyut, that natural that natural sense of connection of kesher and belonging and so on. It means that there's no avoid for a person. To, to go over the Dvarm Pshutim in a relationship. A husband, a wife, children, and other things in life. Mishlav Musuyim Higalaba Omek. At some point when the person thinks about these things, he will reveal, he'll find an Omek, a certain depth, Shad Akshav lay some lev a love cloud. But until now he simply didn't notice. He didn't realize. He didn't pay attention to. Even though he certainly knew this in general, Avalhulaitafas as Oimekamashmoz Hagonus Bahem. He wasn't typhus, he didn't grasp. The Oymek HaMashmoz HaGonuz Behem. Oymek HaMashmoz HaGonuz Behem. 
Sometimes a person goes, Lalani, you go to Levi and you hear a child talking about a, a mother or a father. What I find always the most touching when I go to the, well, I shouldn't have to go, when we go to Levi, is the Dvam Shultim Davke, right? I'm sure many of you feel the same way. It's not like, uh, it's not that you hear something that, uh, something heroic or miraculous. First of all, there aren't so many things like that that people are Isaac in, but I'm talking about, you know, I can't tell you how many times, unfortunately, there's, there's shivers, you know, my wife and I go to a shiver. I would sit there and be listening to these simple things about the person. And when we walk out of the house, my wife and I look at each other and say, I you know, had no idea. I, I, I had no idea. Wow. It's not just the simple things. I remember more from last year, Lola, I remember you were sitting there, and you said things, I said the same thing to my wife about your mom. Things like, I remember Jay at the Levaya about your mother. Things, how when she, how when, she heard something, she learned something, then the next day she was, she started to do this like, these are chidushim in a person that b'shas mice when the person's alive, you don't always think about it. it. That's how life is. When the person leaves the world, then you start chazering because the person's not here. Oh, it's, it's, it's bad. Because then you can't sit and talk to your mom. So what do you do? Shafti veriz. You do the best you can. You go in your head. You go back to your mom. You think, oh, very then you, what a treasure I had. You know, I loved it all the years, but I, I, I... And then you want to be able to say now, because I never I never thought about those things. That was just part of life. That That's how my mom is. She does these beautiful things, and she's so loving and good, and, and whatever, and I know. I, but when you're alive, it's just... When she's alive, so then it's just... That's part of the Seder of life. It's partial. It's obvious. I don't have to think about it. My mom is here. What do I have to think about? I see my mother. Well, Hashem. But then after... After the, the shiva, you know, after the you know, kaddish, then you start to think, shavti visi, wow. And then people sit down by the shiva and they say, you know, your mom, this or that. Not, so, not, not, that, uh, not that, that she, that she uh, was in the, uh, in the World Trade Center and she carried four people on her back or anything like that. Nothing like that. Uh, no, no, no fancy story. Of, you know, just the wrong shoot. That you were watching your whole life and you just didn't think about it. That's just how she is. But you know, if we would think about those things, it would be a different life. I don't mean after Shiva, I'm seeing. But it's hard to. Because when you accept something and you label it as being pushed, that's how it is. That's just the Mitzvah. And the nature of a person is not to think about it. Just to live with it and not to think about it. That's a very big machla that we have. And it takes away, it takes away so much of the simchas that we could be having from simple things. That's what it means. Alav shebevada yodas advarim avol hulaytofaz es oimekamashmos hagolus bahem. You knew what it was, but you didn't grasp the depth of what was there. He didn't grasp the depth of what was there. Muslim Adavadaima. So what can this be compared? Nikah check al Sah May El of Dollar. You take a check for hundred thousand dollars. 
It's always interesting because when Israelis, whenever they write stuff, they always use dollars, not shkolim, you know what I mean? It's just sort of a sad thing. Like they, they really don't take their own currency seriously. <laughs> they always write about dollars like it is. Like that's how it should be and we wish it could be and so on. So you take a check for $100,000. You give it to a seven-year-old kid. He doesn't know what he's holding in his hand, the $100,000. The Yisaitis upon which we built our lives, especially I'm talking about parents, the Yisaitis upon which our lives are built are worth, are worth you can't say numbers, are, worth, are priceless. More than $100,000 a agurais. He's talking about cheap and he goes to agurais. <laughs> we got used to thinking about it like it's 10 agurais, like it's 10 cents. Whatever. It's priceless. It's priceless, but you know, it, because it's partial, and the, and you know it, so then it became like ten cents. In Odin Yisrael, the lash of oid pam v'oid pam, the dvarim apshutim v'hidun, the person would think again and again about dvarim apshutim v'hidun, things that are partial and known to him. Who yigala oimek lefnim min oimek. He'll discover an oymek, a depth that he never ever realized. He has a little minor musga in brackets. The minor musga, hamusga, ani meivin shadvarm ulai kvedim. I know that this is something which is kvedim, which is very means literally heavy. I mean, it's something that people are not necessarily used to. But it's a, it's, it's a stage in life that we must begin to work on. We have to begin to work on these things. What's heavy about it means that a person would rather not... A person would rather not stop and go back and chazer over things. It's just you, you move ahead with the merits of a certain... With a certain speed, the the, the fifth parakin of begins. Ein oindem lespalo al mitach kaved rosh. Ein oindem lespalo al mitach kaved rosh. So the simple shot, I mean, the translation is you don't get up to daven unless you're in the state of kaved rosh, a heavy head. Ein oindem lespalo mitach kaved rosh. The simple shot. Is that Shmonesrei uh, is Amida? It's even called Amida. And Ein Oindim Lespalel Elamitach Kavod Rosh. Rashi says Kavod Rosh means Hachna, humility. Oindim Lespalel means that all of the Tefillas are leading up. So the Zimmerkin is leading up to the point where you get the Shmonesrei, and then and then Oindim Lespalel has to be Toich Kavod Rosh. The long drushes in Chabad and all this form, the meaning is of Kavod Rosh.
Oyim din lehispalo means that, that in order to be somebody who really is able to daven, whether it's the kind of his, whether it's hispaidus or the tefilas shachish mechanav, it can only be mitaych that way of amida. Amida doesn't only mean physically standing. It doesn't mean oindim. It means pausing, stopping. In oindim lespal. El mitaych kaved roish. There's a certain seriousness, a weightiness that surrounds us. We'd like to just go and everything is simple and everything is obvious. But tefillah, tefillah can only really be when a person is oimed le'espala. When a person stops and is a kaved raish, where the mind becomes weighed down, not in a bad way, filled. Filled with, with the oimek, with a deeper way of seeing those things in life that are simple. So people don't use a lot of people don't want to go there. That's why they just have to run through the tefillahs. Not not to be oimed, not to stop. It's not to stop. It has to be kaved raish. Many times over the years, I mentioned how Rabbi Yankel Ishbitzer, the Bishyankel, talks about how we don't really have a way to understand exactly what Kedusha is. He says in the Bishyankel, in the long Bishyankel, on the Chukai side, the Chukai side, we don't really, maybe it's not the the exact Marmokim is maybe not there. But what's Kedusha? So we don't, it's hard to explain what is Kedusha? What does it mean, holiness? But one thing that Rabbi Yankel says that Kedusha, he doesn't say what Kedusha is. Because like Rav Schwartz is saying before, there are certain things that you can't, we're going to see in a minute, you can't really say what it is. Like, you, like, you know, if, if, if you come into the, if you come into the Dalat Amas, of the Amshan of Rebbe, something you know, you can't explain that exactly, but you know that that's Kedusha. And there are things like that, with the Kaisal, whatever it might be, a person, a place, a time also. But Rabbi Yankovic says that it's a heipach shal dvarm shal mabakach. Rabbi Yankovic says that I'm not telling you what Kedusha is, but I'm telling you where it's not. Kedusha is never dvarm shal mabakach. How do you translate Rosh Hashanah? Things that are not of any consequence. Kedusha is a feeling of the significance of everything. Holy people, holy people feel the significance of everything. Of the tree, of the kid, of this, of that. Everything, there's no such thing as Rosh Hashanah B'Kach. Stop. Stop. In, in that way of, in that realization that there's no such thing as Dvarm Shemabakach, their Kedusha is, in that world, Ein Dvarm Shemabakach, Stam, Dvarm Shemabakach, no such thing. So, if a person is seeking holiness, 
means he's seeking to come into contact with the with the yesh bekach in everything, which is of course the divine Hashem, which fills all reality. And a lot of people just don't want to go there. It's too heavy, especially since now people are uh, people are not only used to you know people are, uh, they're used to having things easier. There are people that they're so strict with they don't want to even carry they don't want to carry their thoughts not only in the Shusharab but even during the week in the Shusayachit. They don't want to carry a certain way of thinking. It's a COVID rush. So Schwartz is saying to see the depth and simple things. It's a heavy thing. It's a COVID rush. But it's a, that's that's what makes life a hush of a life. That a person doesn't uh, doesn't turn around and at the end and say what was that? A person who is satisfied with just the easy stages and easy things in life, and he satisfies himself with that, and he writes doesn't want to go into the deeper tahalich, into the deeper process of life, the deeper mahalach of life. He's like a person who leaves Yerushalayim, Towards Tel Aviv, he's heading to Tel Aviv. Megia ada he gets to the entrance of Tel Aviv, and he stops. Lo nichnas he doesn't go in there. You know that was the purpose of his journey. He, and he goes from Yisraelim to Tel Aviv, and he has to go to do things in Tel Aviv, and he stops outside right by the entrance. He doesn't go in. All that we've learned until now. These are all paths to get to the Nakuda Hapnimis, to get to the inner point. But the Nakuda Hapnimis, the inner point, that point, of Madua Lo Yivar of the Labas Eish that's inside of a Jew. That inner point. As Moshe when he came in, he wanted to know Madua Lo Yivar How come Itake? What is it with this thing? So that inner point, which is the Nekudah Pnimis Yamuka, Vialderak Klal Nelemis Mehadam. There's usually no explanation. It's hidden, Stan. You don't know. Therefore, at this point, even though we learned, we've learned the, the, this entire Chayg of the Sefer, it can seem like something which is very far from us. The whole Indian of Das Atzmacha, the Neshama. But the more a person goes upon this path that we've been learning, we'll get closer to it. It would be very, very chaval if, if, if as we finish the Sefer, we're going to learn the last Chag also, which applies some of these things to the Nino Shalom Bais. But it would be very chaval not to chazer over and to, some of you have already been doing that, 
to write summaries and notes to yourselves and to go over that, that's something that we need to do and, to, and, and, and after the Shafti very easy to, and, and to work on it and then to begin to try to do the little bits here and there to try to work on sometimes you really can't work on until you, fin- until you finish the whole thing and then you can go back to the Shafti very easy a second time and to start to work on it this the first stage. It's really it's the last stage. It's the more person when the person is to come to that, the happiest person in the world. This brings to the greatest, greatest simcha. It frees a person of all of the anger, the disappointment, the frustration that's connected to the Olam HaGuf. It frees a person from all of that. And it brings a person into a world that's mole simcha. Not like we think, that it's scary, that it's bad, and there's all kinds of horrible secrets inside. And, uh, no. The nisham of a person is tahirahi. The stuff that we think about and being scary, that's not the neshama. That's the stuff, the covering, the klipas. Be the happiest person in the whole world. He'll discover within himself a great depth of awe, of light, for oinig and delight and pleasure. But there's no equal, mamish. There's no equal of anything in this world to the neshama of a Jew. That's what I meant by the labas esh, the fire inside of a Jew. La'achar she'adam bana eshneha talichem halalu. After a person has been working on these tahalichim. What? Hein tahalich shal chashivim ulsekes. Thinking with pausing, thinking, pausing, like we spoke about last week, the Indian of chashmal. The hein chashiva pshuta. And what we're learning about now, chashiva pshuta. Thinking about simple things. Vani margish, I'm emphasizing. Lo shitchis, I'm not talking about being superficial. Elo pshuta, thinking deeply about simple things. It's not superficial or shallow. I'm thinking about simple, basic yesodas of our lives and things in our lives and people. La'at, la'at, slowly but surely. person discovers in himself the ability to think in a quiet and real and deep way that he never knew until now. Zui matana amuka b'seich hanefesh. It's a very deep gift. It's a gift that the neshama gives each one of us who wants it. It's something. There's a gift wrapped, beautiful gift present inside each and every one of us of that way of living, and it's waiting to be to be opened. In the way that we thought until now, kayomas oy machshavas etchius oy machshavas iunius. We think we've always. 
we've always thought there are two ways of thinking. One is thinking in a shallow, superficial way, shetchiyas. Or the other is to think about something in more, more be'iyam. What Rishwad says, that's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about Makshava Pshuta, Pashit, but Shketa, quiet, serene, tranquil, Va'amuka, and deep. Kemat Va'inenu Makir. Kemat don't know such things. When a person is thinking about Stam in a superficial way about uh, things, Makshava Shitchiyas. Poshet, and in Matthew, we come out not using our brains. That's not really thinking. And then we were studying something in a very deep way. And we are using the mind a lot. However, there's a third sug. There's a third type of thought. Which is a simple thought, but a very, very deep thought. Mahechan Hiba. Where does this come from? Hiba mehagilui hapnimi shal ha'adam. It comes from the inner, inner, from revealing, from uncovering the inner depths of who a person is. But call the mamadake of a person. Ubalash nyaisinachan is ulay machshav. On a deeper level, on a way of, or a way of, a way of defining this more accurately, and this is what we were talking about with Rav Kulga, it's, it's a, it's a way of grasping life, and it's an experience of how to experience life, of how to live. Initial Adam Ha'imatakai, if you ask a person, Ha'imatakai, uh, Do you exist? You have a cane? How do you know that you exist? Does he think about existing? That's it's not thinking and therefore you exist. You experience your existence. You don't think about it. It's a matter of living. From within oneself. That's exactly what Rav Kogel is talking about. It's a... It's a... A yidiya... It's Yediyah Atzmis Pneemis. It's I know. That's what it is. Not because I think. I know. And I can't explain. That's what it is. Ella should Yediyah Azu Anarak Yodim Shonatayam. Achneinu Chovim Es Etzam Hakim Shalatzmeinim. So even that doesn't mean that we're experiencing. We just know that we exist. Kashodim Agila Hashkata Shalhamachshava. When a person is dafka able to quiet down the machshavas, all the svaros, all the all the different chesbainos and so on, all the different explanations and all of the different di- diagnoses and analyses and so on and so forth, who megal the machshava is able to find a quieter thought, the yoseh shkete more and more within himself, 
Ad shiagia l'chava is until he's not only able to know that he lives, but he's able to really experience that etzim hametziyah shalhani ba'atzma. To taste of and to live in that world of ani, ba'atzmoi, within himself. Zuhi yitziyah mimitziyah shalmachshav l'mitziyah shalchavayim. It's leaving a metzias of thinking, which is artificial, to a metzias of chavaya, of living, of existing. Zui chavaya That's something else. It's a chavaya. It's an experience. It's not a deep thought. It's being in that place of who you are. Not thinking about being in that place of who you are. Thinking about that time. It's mamish being there. That was the that was the way that the tzaddikim that's the way that tzaddikim lived. We, we could only read these stories and we know when the Mizrachimagid came to the Balshamtiv and the Gili of the Balshamtiv the Mizrachimagid the Mizrachimagid became his Talmud that whole story but Mizrachimagid knew the Zoyer inside out and he wanted to <clears throat> There's a certain part of this I even understand, whatever it was, and the Balshamtiv and the house going on fire, the whole thing around the Balshamtiv, the fire. The Balshamtiv said to Mr. Shemagid is that you've been thinking about the Zohar your whole life. If you're brave enough, come with me and I'll take you to the Zohar. That's basically what the Balshamtiv told him. You're very smart, the Balshamtiv said to Mr. Shemagid. You're a genius. But until now, you've only thought about that piece of the Zohar. If you're willing, Come with me, and I'll take you there. Now, at that point, you, I would say, Shkayach, you know, I'll, I'll read about it in the article or something. You know, I'm not going there. That's, that's, what, that's how the tzaddikim lived. That's how the tzaddikim lived. They lived in that, in that reality, in that mitzvah. That's how they lived. You know what happened most of the Balshant? It wasn't this. There was a Especially once the Shabbos able to say from Balshamtiv, but then I'm going to have to I'm have to leave. Um, that there, there was once uh, in Mezbiz, there was a in Shul. Well, the, can you imagine what the Balshamtiv was? He was davening there, and there was a fight. There was a fight between two Jews in Shul by davening. At the end of davening, they were fighting, and they were yelling at each other right there in front of the Balshamtiv. They were yelling at each other. And Jews have a very colorful way of talking, especially when they get upset. So one said to the, this one, yelled at the other one, I'm going to rip you apart like a fish. That's what he said. I'm going to tear you apart like a fish. And the Balshamtav was there. With that. So the Balshamtav, after the Balshamtav told everything quieted down. These two guys left. But then the Balshamtav told his Talmudin to hold his hands on both sides, to hold, to make that connection to him. And then they went in a circle, and they, so they were holding on to the Balshamtiv, and Balshamtiv said to close their eyes. And when they closed their eyes, they gave a jump, and they saw these two going in the street. They were a few feet away out of the shul, and they saw one going to the other one. The other one looked like a fish, and he was ripping him apart like a fish. And the Balshamtiv said that when a person says something that's another person, he beemis is doing it. But the world doesn't see that. But he was saying to the Talmud, you have to learn to see the truth. To be in that place where it's happening. 
He was mamish. He said, I'm going to rip you apart like a fish. And he did. Even though, they, even though he didn't smell like a fish, there were no kishkas on the floor of a fish. And they went walking. And maybe they even apologized. And they said, I love you. And they walked ahead. But for that moment, they saw the truth was that in that reality, there was a person that was ripping another person apart like a fish. And there's something which is good. What a person, when a person lives, not just to think about, but to live in that world that's real. The world that we're talking about. How much bracha is there in that? That's why he said there's no, there's no degree of happiness. Instead of you spending your whole life talking about being happy, it means to be happy. Instead of talking about a whole life about being with Hashem, to be with Hashem. Not just to talk about it, but to be in that place. That's, that's the avoid that, that we have to work on in this Hashem. So we'll we'll uh, we'll finish the cipher. We'll finish the cipher next week.